Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way... Well, it's going to be a fun day today. Glad you're here on this gorgeous Friday afternoon. One of the great guests in America, Andy McCarthy, is going to join us in just a minute here. And uh, then I I do want to talk about uh, the latest partisan silliness from the media director for the Colorado Democratic Party, Kyle Clark. I should say unofficial media director for the Colorado Democratic Party party, Kyle Clark of KUSA. So I I do want to enjoy that conversation with you, but we'll do that after we talk to Andy. And Andy is such a a great get anytime, any day, any year. But right now with, with all of this coming down with the U.S. Supreme Court, it's like Christmas morning to have Andy McCarthy on the line. Andy, welcome back to the Dan Kaplan show. So grateful you're here. Dan, I'm I'm Glad to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. And I can't even imagine what this has been like for you since uh, the leak of the opinion. I, I consider it a crime. But let me start there. And, and for those who may not be familiar yet with Andy's work, maybe you just moved to the planet. Uh, senior fellow at National Review and uh, author of Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency. And, and Andy, so published and so accomplished, former federal prosecutor. Uh, So, my friend, given your background and given your commitment to the law and all your work in the law over all these years, what's your reaction to something, you know, we've never seen before? The leak of not just a draft opinion, but the draft opinion in Dobbs. I thought, Dan, if you had asked me earlier in the week, I would have said that the leak is the worst thing I've ever seen done to the institution of the Supreme Court, which, you know, let's. Remember, the Supreme Court has, uh, you know, Dred right. Scott and Korematsu on its uh, on its mm-hmm. legacy. So mm-hmm. that's saying something. But I now would have to say instead that the worst thing I've ever seen has been the reaction of the Biden administration mm-hmm. and the, and the uh, government to the leak, which I think even more than the leak itself threatens not only the viability of the court as an institution going forward, uh, but the the very safety of the justices and their families, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be provocative. I don't right. like to, to to say explosive things, but you know, I mean, the only reason to leak this in the first place is to provoke um, anger, and unfortunately, you know, we've seen enough instances of of it over the years that uh, you know the the kind of anger that we're talking with. The media has a euphemism for it that they call mostly peaceful protest. The yeah, reason right. that, you know, mostly is stressed right. is because there's no shortage of, uh, you know, mayhem, looting, torching, et cetera. So I, I think this is really terrible. And as you st- said, starting out, this is clearly 
a crime. I mean, if you want, if you want me to, to oh, please go do. chapter and verse about why it is. Well, you know, first of all, we, we think of abortion as a public issue, right? But as far uh. as the Supreme Court is concerned, it's a litigation. Dobbs versus, uh, you know, Jackson mm-hmm. Women's Health Association is a case, right. it's a judicial proceeding. And what's gone on here is a leak, which is a corrupt act obviously aimed at influencing or intimidating the court. So, I mean, it doesn't get any more uh, classic as far as obstruction of justice is concerned. Maybe it's a little bit harder to to see that instantly because we're talking about an appellate court rather than mm-hmm. a trial court. Yeah. But it's still the same thing. You're trying to in- intimidate the tribunal into an outcome rather and- than, you know, persuade a court the way you're supposed to persuade a court. Andy McCarthy, our special guest. And so that's the charge that you would see applying most directly would be obstruction of justice. Well, the other one, Dan, would be embezzlement. Mm. Uh, let's remember everybody who's involved in this equation is a government employee. You know, these mm. are not private actors. When they are swapping even draft opinions, those are not their property. That's Those are government records. And under federal penal mm. law, it's a felony to to uh, embezzle, which basically means that you take something that you have the right to have access to rather than like a a normal theft. Embezzlement is usually like somebody in a bank uh, steals funds that, you know, somebody who works at a bank steals funds that you have access to because you work at the bank, right? Um, Embezzlement of government records is, you, you know, someone who has privileged access to them converts it to his or her own use. Right. So if you take a draft opinion, which is a government record, and you leak it to the media, then that's embezzlement because you've taken, you know, something of value or a government record and you've uh, you've used it, you know, not in the way that right. it's intended to be used and outside the government process. So I think either of those two would be a, a pretty easy fit. There are other theories that you could pursue as well, but that's you know, I think that's more than enough. And it just seems to me that obstruction is such a such a clear example here. All of the Capitol rioting, you know, the worst people involved in the Capitol riots hmm. are being charged with um, obstruction of a hmm. of a proceeding. And it seems to me that it's much more simple to see, especially when it's a judicial proceeding. It's much yeah. more easy to see that this is a as an obstruction than that. Yeah. And and. I know that you're right, but what do you make of the DOJ announcing that they're not going to investigate at this point? Well, I think it's consistent with the Biden administration, which is trying to say that the outrage here is the draft opinion, which, by the way, you know, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. The draft opinion is not a ruling. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have any binding legal effect yet. So you have you have a. A, a crime that's been committed that obstructs a judicial proceeding in a way that we're now seeing is going to put the lives of Supreme Court justices in danger. And they say that's not a problem. What we're supposed to piece, see as a problem is the content of a draft opinion hmm. that isn't even a binding ruling at this point. Hmm. And for the Justice Department not to look into it, it's consistent with what the Biden administration is doing, which is which is prioritizing Biden's political fortunes well, over the Constitution that he's sworn to uphold. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're trying to pivot from his horrific record 
to something they think they can run on for the midterms and in 2024. That's what this is about. Our special guest, uh, Andy McCarthy. But it, it strikes me, Andy, that the Biden administration, without a full-throated immediate condemnation, you know, of, of any attempted intimidation of the justices, et cetera, uh, can be read by some as implicitly endorsing it. Yes, of course it is. When you have, see, I, I think, Dan, it's fair enough to say that all of us are allowed to take no position on something. On, and the exception to that is if you're in a position where you're obliged to enforce the law, then you don't get the luxury of taking no position. Right. So if you're the chief law enforcement official, which the chief executive of the United States is, and which the attorney general is, then you have an obligation to enforce the laws. And if you abdicate that ob- obligation, if you're derelict in it, it's functionally an endorsement of the criminal behavior. And w- you can easily understand them doing this, not because it's, it's explicable as a responsible action, but because it's consistent with their record. These are people hmm. who have, like, for example, when those two lawyers in New York torched a police car at a Black Lives Matter riot, the uh, Biden, the Trump administration charged them as if they were terrorists. I suppose it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was right. a terrorist act. Right. The Biden administration came in and basically gave mm. him a sweetheart plea. Mm. You had a guy in Minnesota in the George Floyd riots who burned a place down and turned out to kill someone. And they ended up giving him yeah. a sweetheart oh, plea and saying, you know, gee, he really didn't mean to, to yeah. hurt anyone. He was just, he had a lot of, he was very emotional. You know, he had passion. Oh, That's what we heard from, but, yeah. you know, when the, <clears throat> when the Capitol gets stormed, which I have condemned and I don't endorse, right. and I said a million times I thought Trump should be impeached over it. What they, what they call that is insurrection, which it's not. I mean, factually, it's not, it, it's not big enough in time and space to be insurrection. Um, but here, where we have people who are endangering Supreme Court justices and putting the viability of an important constitutional institution at risk, they're passionate. They're not insurrectionists. They're passionate. Yeah, craziness. They're very upset and passionate. Craziness, craziness. And uh, Andy, in our last few seconds, so grateful for your time today, so grateful for the work that you do. And, And my last question, my friend, is when do you expect the formal opinion to be issued? Well, see, this is a great question, Dan. We all expected that this would be like the last opinion to be released because it's obviously the biggest case, and that's usually the way it goes. So that's usually around the end of June. It can go anywhere from, say, like, you know, June 21st to July 3rd, you know, sometime in that window, depending on how long they take to finish their work. But I think under these circumstances, they they should issue this opinion as fast as they can, Amen. because I understand why the, the chief justice had to come out because of the public confusion and say, you know, look, understand this is not a ruling. It's just a draft. But by saying that he puts more of a target, he doesn't yep. mean to do this, right. obviously, right. but you know, all right. the crazies out there yep. know that it's not final yet. So if we're going to yep. get to these guys, we got to do it now. Well, thank you for speaking the truth and, and speaking it courageously because people need to know that reality about what's going on right now. And Andy, I hope we can speak often and uh, talk to you soon. Enjoyed it, Dan. Thank you, my friend. You take care. Again, one of the smartest people in America, Andy McCarthy, author of Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Whisper on a screen Doesn't change a thing Doesn't bring you back
right. You, you need to not go to the building, that you are not creating a hardship, right? But that's the whole point of this world, to create a hardship and make a statement. Whole point of this, create a hardship, create a hardship for the kids, right? I mean, who thinks that way other than the teachers union in Douglas County? The whole point of this, create a hardship, create that hardship. For, I mean, truly, come on. We have our political differences. We have our partisan differences. I respect all that. But can't we make kids sacred and just say the kids come first? And, and if you lose an election, as the left lost out in Douglas County, you lose an election. Hey, just woman up and man up and go try to win the next one. You know, don't take it out on the kids. But that's what they did. Kathy's right. You, you need to not go to the building that you are not creating a hardship. Right. But that's the whole point of this world to create a hardship and make a statement. Yeah. And that whole not go to the building thing. What they mean is don't go to school. Lock the kids out of school. Lock the kids out of school. Force the duly elected board to do what the left wants, or we're going to harm the kids. And anybody who wants to say that locking 65,000 kids out of school is not harming the kids, I would look forward to that conversation. I would want to hear your reasoning. Because if you've got the union members who conspired to lock the kids out of school, thereby harming them, saying they weren't really harmed, then what does that say about them as teachers? Right. So, I mean, this this is the reality of what happened out there. We'll have to think about next steps. I mean, we you know, it definitely we understand we are trying to gain power back, aren't we? We want to have a say in the district. Yeah. So what better way to gain power back than to inflict this harm on the kids? I'm obviously not talking about physical harm. I'm talking about the harm of being locked out of your school. By the tens of thousands. So the union that couldn't win at the ballot box gets power back. I mean, that's all in their own words. And keep in mind, Dan, what this was happening during, what this was happening on the heels of was shutting kids out of school because of COVID, making them learn over Zoom calls, keeping them out of the classroom socially. And on top of that, these teachers think to pile on that's that's horrid well exactly and and then listen to this from the union vice president uh, talking about it and this is their goal for the kids so they'll they'll all be equally behind well if this is done the way we did red for ed no one will be there because they won't be able to run the school the kids will get another snow day You know, everyone's going to be equally behind. That's their motto of the teachers union. Everyone equally behind. Yeah. That whoever caught all this sound on the Zoom call and we've played it before is a hero. So that's where all of this starts. That's where all of this starts with these adults, teachers union adults conspiring to lock 65,000 kids out of school. In my mind, and I think the mind of a lot of parents out there, that's a very bad thing. So what happens then? Well, the teachers, the teachers, when they decided to do this to the children, they knew that as a matter of Colorado law, their names would be public record because the Colorado courts had addressed this. And the Colorado courts had specifically found that teachers who walk out of school in a political protest like this, and take a sick day to do it, have quote-unquote 
no expectation of privacy. Oh, I forgot a word. No reasonable expectation of privacy. So keep in mind, at the time this conspiracy was happening that you just heard, and they were planning to harm the kids by locking them out of school, they knew the courts had already ruled on this because another teacher's union, you know, had pulled this, had pulled this before, and and the courts had to address it. So they knew the courts had already held that, hey, if you want to conspire to lock 65,000 kids out of school, you should not be able to expect to do that anonymously. Seems very reasonable, right? So anyway, the, the union that you heard conspiring went ahead and did that and caused a lot of harm to a lot of kids, as Ryan said, right on the heels of the COVID uh, shutdowns. So then what happened? What happened was a very, very great man and a great father with kids in the Douglas County School District, who happens to be my friend and law partner, Mike Kane, decided that he wanted to find out whether his kids' teachers and, and other teachers his kids might have were involved, just his own personal use. So he submitted a core for the names, wanted them for his own use. And as I had said on air at the time, hey, wait a second, parents, consumers of education need this information because they need to be able to make fully informed decisions as to who they want teaching their children. And do you want somebody who is going to be part of a conspiracy to lock the kids out of school? And as I said at the time, other schools that are hiring, they have a right to know whether people that they're interviewing are the type of folks who are going to conspire to hurt kids by locking them out of school. So my friend and partner wanted it for his personal use as part of being a good dad. So he submitted a Cora request. I had no idea he'd done that, but he submitted a Cora request and, and God love him for it. He was being the good dad that he is. A and then what happens? Well, then what happens is, is the district says to him, you know, hey, Mike, yeah, it, we're going to have to release these, but it'll cause a lot of trouble right now for the board in the district if these are released. And would you agree as a favor to the district to withdraw your request? And he agreed to. He was a good man. And the district thought it would be better for the district to not have to fulfill this request. So like the good man and good citizen he is, he withdrew it. And, and so to me, that's, he's the hero in this story. And then what happens next? Ah, the unofficial, the unofficial media director of the Colorado Democratic Party, Kyle Clark, gets on it. And, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But this goes back to, listen, Kyle's a very talented guy. I enjoy talking to him. But he has decided to play this role of a political operator, of the Democratic Party's, you know, big political media guy. And I'll get to the rest of that. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you can't Smile 
high enough percentage like there was for Red for Red, we could effectively disable the district from operating the way they are and kind of um, draw attention to them and say, you need to step back. Yeah, disable the district. That's what these adults, these teachers union adults in Douglas County were conspiring to do to lock 65,000 kids out of school. Kathy's right. You, you need to not go to the building, that you are not creating a hardship, right? But that's the whole point of this really, to create a hardship and make a statement. Yeah, whole point of it create a hardship for these kids. So that's what they're doing, right, at that point? I mean, these are teachers. These are adults, teachers union, Douglas County conspiring to cause harm to these kids in the form of locking them out of school so that they can get power back, power that they could not win at the ballot box. We'll have to think about next steps. I mean, we, you know, it definitely, we understand we are trying to gain power back, aren't we? Wow. We wow. want to have a say in the district. And to cause that harm to kids to gain power back. So anyway, th- that brings us to this part of the story, which is Kyle Clark. And again, I enjoy Kyle, and he's a smart and talented guy, but he has decided to take his talents to the Democratic Party. And he's essentially become the unofficial media director of the Colorado Democratic Party. So the, the left it decides at that point, OK, these teachers who have conspired through their union to lock 65,000 kids out of school must somehow be turned into the victims in all of this. So even though the courts have ruled prior, prior to the teachers doing this harm, and they knew that their names would then be public record, the courts had found the teachers had no reasonable expectation of privacy in those names. They went ahead and did it anyway. So when a caring parent asks for the names for their own use, so that they could be an educated consumer and and make educated decisions about which teachers they wanted teaching their kids. Well, guess what? The left goes crazy. So Kyle Clark, Kyle Clark, who's never met a Democrat he didn't like. Kyle Clark, who, who, to the best of my knowledge, does not submit a CORA, Colorado Opens Records Request, when under Jared Polis, we have the worst nursing home death in the country during COVID. No CORA from Kyle Clark that I know of. And, and when Colorado under Polis is 46th or 47th in testing in the critical early months of COVID, no core to Polis that I know of from Kyle Clark. And, and when Colorado is worst COVID death west of the Mississippi in the critical st- early stages of COVID, no core by Kyle Clark to Jared Polis. You know, when we have the mass murderer trucker on I-70, and Polis all of a sudden obstructs justice and usurps the process, you know, uh, quite apparently at the uh, urging of Kim Kardashian. No Cora from Kyle Clark to Jared Polis. But here, where a caring dad simply wants the names for his own use to make educated decisions as a consumer. Oh, no, Kyle Clark, he has to get that name. So he pursues a Cora. Wow, that was so big and tough, wasn't it? You don't go after Polis. You don't go after any of these lefties doing all these bad things. Uh, you go after a dad just trying to protect his kids. And and one of the easiest Coras to win in human history. Yeah, yeah, he got the name of the dad. And then he dances around like this is Watergate or something. And, and does all these big stories on, oh, the dad is Mike Kane and he's law partners with Dan Kaplis. Yeah, and I'm proud as hell of him. And I admire him. 
And I admire the fact that he did this, even though I didn't know he was going to do it. I admire the fact he did it for the right reasons. He was going to use it for his own personal use. And I really admire the fact when the district asked him as a favor to the district to withdraw the request, he agreed because there's a cause bigger than himself. And the district said, hey, right now this would be very disruptive. Please withdraw it. And he did. He was going to win that core request, but he withdrew it as a favor to the district. And so then Kyle Clark tries to make him into a bad guy. And then Kyle Clark asked me for a statement because Kyle Clark wants to suggest that, oh, um, I must have put him up to this, which, which Kyle Clark knows is intellectually dishonest to the max. I mean, does anybody think, first of all, it's not the way I act. I, I have done, it's a matter of public record, Kyle Clark refused to include this. You know, he said, hey, send me a statement. I'll include it. I sent him a statement. He cut out this part. Yeah. And so, so, you know, part of my statement was, wait a second. As a matter of public record, I have successfully pursued some of the most high profile and important Coras in Colorado history. If I wanted these documents, I would have cored them myself. And, and does Kyle Clark really believe not for a second? Does he really believe that first I would try to do something surreptitiously? It's never been my style. I'm the very direct guy. I'm here for anybody who wants to talk, but Kyle doesn't. Kyle doesn't because he won't engage. He won't discuss. He won't debate. He'll just snark and snipe. So does Kyle Clark think for a second that if I was, and I never would, going to surreptitiously submit a Cora that, oh, yeah, Let's do it through my law partner. Nobody <laughs> will figure it out. Nobody will figure it out. And, and nobody's that dumb. And I don't claim to be the smartest guy around, but I've been practicing law for 38 years. I've won a lot of big cases. I host a radio show. Does Kyle Clark really think that if I was to do something I wouldn't and try to be surreptitious, it, yeah, get my law partner. Nobody will figure that one out. Key distinction, yeah. Dan, real quick here on Kyle Clark. Comrade Kyle, as I like to call him, and he fits the bill. One, you're out in the open. You do an opinion show. You don't pretend to be a journalist here. You have views. You espouse them. Kyle Clark pretends, pretends to be an objective journalist. He's not. He's a hack. He only goes after one side, and he tries to give off this air like he's yeah. some kind of objective above the fray guy. He's not. Yeah. He's He's not. And that's unfortunate because, listen, he's very smart and very talented. He's a political operator. Just admit it. He would be a tremendous talk show host, radio talk show host, or do a political commentary show like Sean Hannity. Listen, KUSA is a legacy station in Colorado. It's a big part of Colorado history. It's done a lot of great things. But but this farce of making that out to be a news show when, in fact, it's a, a political operator, political commentator, and a good one. He's an effective one for the left. Just call it what it is. 855-405-8255. I'll get back to that. There's more to say on that. Uh, Representative Colin Larson, kind enough to join us. Sorry to keep you waiting there, Representative, but uh, that one is oh, no, a, a no. very, very fun topic, as this will be. How are you doing? I, I'm doing great, and I apologize. We are uh, debating a massive collective bargaining bill on the hmm. floor right now, and that is why I'm a little late. Oh, no, no, and, and appreciate you stepping away. Can you give us a, a quick take on what's going on with, with Polis here on this ruse? Yes. So uh, this property tax, uh, Ruse, it's really disappointing. And, and I'm glad that, that people like you are helping shine a light on this. So, you know, 
there were a number of ballot initiatives trying to give some tax relief to the taxpayer. I don't know about you, Dan. I got my property reassessment this year. It was pretty eye-popping to see how high my property tax bill went up. And, you know, me and a couple of groups on the outside decided to see if there was a better way to do that, deliver some relief to the taxpayer. Um, You know, the governor wanted to see the ballot initiatives that we were working on come off the ballot. We worked in good faith to deliver some good relief. We agreed on $700 million um, in property tax relief for the people of Colorado. And and he's walked away from it in the last couple of days, even though we basically had the gentleman's agreement and the deal. And and, uh, it's been really disappointing. Hmm. Man, so what's behind all that? I know it's obvious, but but what's behind all that? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, you know, we had uh, as it's, as you might have noticed, uh, there's been kind of a trend lately of taking paper refunds, uh, repackaging yeah. them, giving them to us a little earlier as uh, you know election year presents, uh, and that's basically what happened here. You know, we're still delivering seven hundred million dollars in in tax refunds. The problem is uh, when the gov unveiled the bill. Turns out he's taking about $240 million of our Tabor refunds, giving them to us this year and calling that part of the $700 million. And that wasn't part of the deal. And that's that's the ruse here. The old uh, bribing people with their own money thing. Wow. Well, I appreciate your shining light on it, Representative. And I know you've got to get back for a vote, but, uh, but please do join us again when you can. No, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I apologize. But, you know, no. keep an eye out. Uh, property tax is going to be a hot issue for sure because, you know, people are hurting and oh, they man. need relief. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, appreciate you taking the time. Yep, absolutely. Thank Take you, care. That's uh, Representative Colin Larson. When we come back, a lot to do in the next segment. Uh, I'll continue with the fun we were having uh, before as well. Uh, but there, it's a critical moment right now with this fentanyl issue in Colorado. And some progress has been made, uh, but, but it's by no means certain to be permanent. Truly life and death issue. Uh, the left is showing its true colors here in, in the way that it's undermining public safety. And so I'll have a, a special guest on the other side. And I will continue on this uh, whole business of the chorus. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. to the building that you are not creating a hardship right but that's the whole point of this really to create a hardship and make a statement and these are the people kyle clark is working so hard to protect the identity of adults who conspired to harm 65,000 kids by locking them out of school 855-405-8255 the numbers. So anyway, we've had a lot going on this afternoon and over the last few segments, I've, I've squeezed in some discussion of this story that uh, KUSA tried to make a big deal out of. I, I should say not KUSA, but Kyle Clark, because this great station it has been a tremendous part of Colorado history. KUSA has for some reason decided to to give this show they bill as news to a very talented and I enjoy Kyle, a, a very talented political operative and he's extraordinarily good at what he does for the left but he is a political operative has no interest in balance has no interest in in let's say intellectual honesty at a journalistic level 
You know what I mean? It's all spin. If you're a journalist, intellectual honesty means, hey, you present both sides. You, you present the core facts. Somebody gives you a statement. You don't cut off the back half of it. You know, that kind of, of playing around. But but Kyle is a talented political operative. So that's that's what we're talking about here. At the end of the day, he, he is the unofficial media director of the Colorado Democratic Party. So when you get all of these lefties who conspire to do so much harm to these children, his job then is to try to hide their identity. And, and so that is what this has all been about. But in the end, Ryan, to me, it's a classic example of what I referred to before. And I don't mean this as a pejorative. When I refer to Kyle as a peacock, it's not meant as a kindergartner pejorative or anything else. It's, it's meant as a, an accurate metaphor descriptor. And I've always called it the lion and the peacock. And you can have lions on the left or on the right. And, and lions are the people who they get in the arena. They'll have the discussion, they'll have the debate, they'll have the give and take, and the ideas can be tested. And we've seen lions on both sides of the aisle. Now, obviously, I think the lions on the left are wrong substantively, but they're lions. They're willing to engage, and if they're wrong, be proven wrong. Kyle's a peacock. He won't engage, he won't discuss, he sits back behind a desk, and he takes shots. And often those shots involve half-truths, and even worse than the half-truths, he actively engages in this cover-up of wrongdoing on the left. Oh, yeah. And, and so he'll never core a Jared Polis no. on all, all these obvious failures, but he'll go after a great dad who just wanted some information for his own personal use. But, but let's look at the lion and peacock in that scenario. The lion is my friend and my law partner, Mike Kane, who fought for this country in Iraq. He was in Fallujah. He fights in courtrooms. He engages in any discussion, any debate, any any battle where he's on the right side. He's risked his life for this country. And all he wanted to do was get the information for his own use so he could make an informed decision about who should teach his kids. But Kyle Clark, who won't go after with a Cora, Jared Polis or anybody on the left, just chases him down so Kyle can out him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. But at the end of the day... Mike's the hero in this story. Yeah, and there's a recent example of this for those that live in the Denver area and watch, and appropriately enough, he works for an NBC station, Peacock, there you go. Well, that's part uh, of it. But with Greg Lopez, sits down, brings up a 30-year-old domestic uh, violence case between his wife and himself. He goes in on Greg Lopez, heart, and that's fine, that's fine, but he will not do that to Jared well, Polis. That's the problem. Yeah, no, it, and again, he's a political operator, and as you said, that's, that's fine. He'd be a great talk radio host, or a Sean Hannity on the left. But just bill it that way. Don't make it out to be a newscast. And please, my friend Kyle, and I love talking to Kyle. If, if you're going to write to me and say, hey, Dan, send me a statement. We'll put it in the story. And I'm going to take time out of a really busy evening. I'm preparing for a trial. And, and write out a very thoughtful statement. Just use it all. Don't cherry pick. That's all I'm asking. And the party left out, by the way, because Kyle was trying to to imply it wasn't even an implication it was pretty direct that that oh somehow i had put my law partner up to doing this well <laughs> so get this <laughs> for and i didn't know by the way that mike was going to do this he had never mentioned it to me nor would i expect him to he's a dad looking out for his kids he does his own thing he's a highly accomplished trial lawyer and marine combat veteran you know he doesn't run those things by me so anyway what kyle leaves out of of his reporting after asking me to submit a statement told me he'd use it is my point, which blows up his, his suggestion that somehow Mike was doing this at my bequest. As a matter of fact, I have successfully pursued some of the most high-profile, 
most important Koras in Colorado history. If I wanted these documents, I would have cored them and won. It's that simple. It's that, and, and truly, Kyle knows this. This is where the intellectual dishonesty comes in. Truly, does anybody think that if I was to do something that's not my style and excer- surreptitiously, I would say, yeah, I'm going to use my law partner to get these documents. Nobody would ever figure that out, right? Nobody has access to Google other than Ryan Schuling. I mean, it's just madness, right? No. Totally. But that's how they operate. So just, it is what it is. Political operator. Hey, speaking of which, when I come back, Kyle Clark then reached out to me on behalf of a campaign, congressional campaign, the Caraveo campaign. And this is an important matter. I want to deal with it, and I'll do it right after the break on the Dan Kaplan Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 